welcome to With All My Heart, a podcast hosted by Joanna Kobernat, pastor's wife at Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. This podcast is designed to help ladies of all ages with the principles of the Word of God. In this podcast, we will explore what it means to love God with all our hearts. Through Bible lessons, we will discover how to deepen our relationship with the Lord and experience His love in a more personal way. As we journey together, let's open our hearts to the unchanging truths of God's Word. Welcome back to another week of With All My Heart. And I'm looking forward to these times of being with you and sharing my heart with you. And you always are such an encouragement to me. I love it when I run into you in the stores or uptown or, of course, at church. Thank you for having your families in church. Thank you for being there. And thank you for not just being there, but for being such an active part and for encouraging others. I know you encourage my heart um, just by uh, your encouraging smiles and encouraging words. And I pray that we will look for opportunities to not just have our families in church, but also look for opportunities to serve, to serve the Lord and to serve others. I've been doing a study on ladies in the Bible, and I love the fact that God chose to use women. And He, cho he chose it in Bible days, and He certainly chooses it today. And I find I personally am attracted to the stories of strong women and women that God used at pivotal, pivotal times throughout, really throughout history, but certainly throughout Bible times. And we're going to talk about several of those ladies over the coming weeks and how that God used them at times to help their families, in some cases even save their families from destruction and ruin. I believe that He used them to even influence and sometimes even play a part in the preservation of His people. And the first one we're going to talk about today is Esther. I love the story of Esther. And you know, the story of Esther, there's been movies about it, certainly books written about it, lots of stories. And I remember even as a little girl coloring sheets about Esther. And the story of Esther has been, um, I think sometimes it's played as this romantic story. But you know, in reality, Esther was a young Jewish girl. And if you know the story, King Ahasuerus was a very heathen king over a very, very large country. And he had been married to a queen, Vashti. And he asked Vashti to perform some wicked acts um, and to dance nakedly in front of his peers at a party. And Esther, ref or excuse me, Vashti refused to do that. And so she was taken from being queen. Well, the king wanted a new queen. And so he called for all the young women and he selected from Queen Esther, or he selected Esther as to be his new queen. I don't see where Esther had much of a choice in that. I don't know that they actually came and drug her out of her home, but I don't see where that was really something that she was given a choice in. But we find Esther, and she was queen over a large province, a large country, with, by all accounts, a very wicked husband, of a king that was not, he was not godly, as far as we can tell. And so here we have Queen Esther. I don't know how long she was in the palace before we find what really the book of Esther, the story of most of the book of Esther, uh, was about. But we find when there was another man, and his name was Haman, and he decided he did not like the Jewish people. He especially did not like Esther's cousin Mordecai, because Mordecai would not bow to him. And just kind of a summarization of it, he got the king's authority to be able to sign a decree to where all of the Jews were going to be killed. And Haman came to his cousin, 
who had also been his ward, his charge, Esther, and he said, we need your help. You are in a position of power. You've got access to the king, and we need a, we need a miracle here if we're going to save the Jewish people. And the Bible had said that letters were sent by post into all the king's provinces to destroy, to kill, and to cause to perish all Jews, both young and old, little children and women, in one day, even upon the 13th day of the 12th month, which is the month Adar, and to take the spoil of them for prey. So that had gone out, and all the Jews were going to be killed. So Mordecai comes to Esther, and he says, Esther, you have to do something. You have to go to the king. You have to plead for our people, or we're going to all be killed. Well, Esther sends word back to Mordecai, and he, she says, I can't just go into the king just because I decide I want to. He has to call for me, and if he doesn't call, I could be killed, and I will be killed myself if I'm not called to come in. Well, Mordecai came back, and this is what he said in verse 13, and Mordecai said, he commanded to answer Esther, Think not with thyself that thou shalt escape in the king's house more than all the Jews. For if thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, then shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. But thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed. And who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such as time as this? And then it says in verse 15, it says, Then Esther bade them return to Mordecai this answer. Go, gather together all the Jews that are present in Shushan, and fast ye for me, and neither eat nor drink three days, night or day. I also and my maidens will fast likewise, and so will I go in unto the king, which is not according to the law. And if I perish, I perish. And you know what Esther had decided? She said, I've not been called for. I know the law of the land. The king may kill me for doing this. But she said, enough is enough. The Jewish people are going to be destroyed if I don't stand up and do something. And you know, this story, it really spoke to me because I think that there will be times in our lives, all of our lives, but especially our lives as Christian women, that if we don't say enough is enough, I'm going to stand up and I'm going to do something to save my family, that we are going to be destroyed. I can't speak for other generations. You know, sometimes we hear about the good old days, but sometimes when I read about the good old days, there were some pretty tough times then. But I can speak that in my generation, in my lifetime, I have never seen the wickedness of the world coming in like a flood like it is today. And we are fooling ourselves if we think that it's a beast that can be satisfied, if we think that compromise or the world or worldly philosophies and worldly practices it's something that can be satisfied with just a little bit of compromise or even just a little bit of giving in. No, the devil will never be satisfied until he has effectively destroyed us, until at the very least he's destroyed our testimony and he's destroyed our lives and our children's lives and our children's spiritual futures. And I think in the life of every Christian woman, there's going to come a time when she's going to have to decide if she's going to stand up and she's going to speak out and she's going to say, enough is enough for my family. I can't speak for anybody else's family. I can't do anything for, to, to take care of anybody else, but for my family. This is where it stops. I remember a few years ago, and it was during a time of political unrest, and there was a, um, some women that were marching in Washington, D.C. They were doing all sorts of very crude, rude, wicked acts. And they were saying, I am a nasty woman. And they were wanting to speak on behalf of so many women in America that we are not weak, which I'm not a weak woman, but that we were not to be trampled on and that we were nasty women and we were going to stand up 
for what they felt like they believed at. And you know, when I saw those women marching, there was something that rose up inside of me that said that I am not a nasty woman, but I want to be a woman of God. And if we don't stand up and speak for ourselves as Christian women, somebody else will speak for us. And so I think that sometimes there's times in our lives when we're going to have to stand up and we're going to have to speak out. I heard a phrase a while back and I liked it. It said, we need to speak out even when our voice shakes. And you know, sometimes even when doing this radio broadcast, sometimes my voice shakes a little bit. I absolutely realize that in today's world, it is not popular to stand and say that the Bible is the authority that we should build our lives on. I realize that it's not popular to say that we should place our children in a church and that we should teach them the Bible and we should teach them morals and righteousness. I realize that's not popular. But you know what? I'm not going to be a nasty woman and I'm not going to raise my children to be women of the world by if I have anything to do with it. And that's where we draw our line in the stand and we say, I'm going to stand up and speak out even when my voice shakes. And you know what? That's what Esther did. She shone brighter as the world got darker. She stood up and she speak and she spoke out. So I see that we have to stand up sometimes when others are just sitting by. I say we have to speak out when even when our voice shakes. I think we have to shine brighter as the world gets darker. You know, sometimes we can fall into the trap of thinking that life is about us and I am enough, but it's not. It's all about shining bright to bring glory to the Lord. And then we're going to have to step out in faith. I don't know what God is asking you to do, but when we have to step out in faith, we're not going to know how it's going to turn out. Esther said, if I perish, I perish. It sounds to me like she was fully prepared to step out knowing that she may die that day, but she believed in a cause and she was committed enough to see her people delivered that she was willing to speak out. We have to step out in faith. God is going to ask you to do something that you're not going to know how it's going to turn out. Will you follow him? Will you trust him? Will you stand up and speak out? And then I think this, we have to silence the influences that defeat us. I love it. I love it that Esther invited Haman to the banquet that she had prepared for the king when she was going to try to, to implore to the king to save the people. She invited Haman there and she faced down her greatest enemy. And she said that he was the one that wanted to destroy the Jews. And you know what? There's going to be some influences in our life. Maybe it's through technology. Maybe it's through our own um, doubts and insecurities. Maybe it's people that discourage us. And there's going to be influences that are going to keep us from doing what we're supposed to do as Christian women. We're going to have to silence those influences. And we're going to have to step out by faith and trust the Lord and say, Lord, you're going to have to help me. And we're going to have to step aside from that. I see this. We have to stay strong when we're left alone. You know, throughout reading throughout Esther, Mordecai would always come to the gate. He would come outside the palace walls. But even Mordecai, the one who had raised her, the one that had influenced her, he was not in the palace with Esther. Esther was in that palace all by herself, and she could have done whatever she wanted. She could have barricaded herself in that room, no doubt surrounded by servants and with lots of good food and comforts. But Esther still did what was right when she was all alone. We are going to have to stand alone sometimes, and we're going to have to stay strong when we're left alone. And then I like this, we're going to have to show forth by just living it out faithfully. Esther did more than just going and asking to, for an audience with the king. She faced, down, she faced down Haman. And because of her actions, because she was willing to put her feet to it and stand strong, the glory of the Lord was revealed and God delivered his people. I love this. In Esther 9 and verse number 15, it says, this is after 
the king had caused letters to be sent out to all the provinces, and the Jews were going to be able to fight for themselves and to defend themselves. And it says, And Mordecai went out from the presence of the king in royal apparel of blue and white, and with a great crown of gold, and with a garment of fine linen and purple. And the city of Shushan rejoiced and was glad. Verse number 16, The Jews had light and gladness and joy and honor, and in every province and in every city, whithersoever the king's commandment and his decree came, the Jews had joy and gladness and a feast and a good day. And many of the people of the land became Jews, for the fear of the Jews fell upon them. God was glorified. His people were delivered, all because one Jewish woman, we don't even know how old she was, was willing to say, this is enough. I'm not going to sit by and watch the enemy come in and destroy my people. I'm going to stand up for what's right. And I would encourage you today in your homes, in your families, stand up for what's right. Get your family in church. Teach them the word of God. Stand for what's for morals. Stand for honesty and truth. And see your family delivered by the grace of God. Thank you for joining us today. And I pray that you'll live for the Lord with all your heart this week. Thank you for listening to With All My Heart, a ladies' devotional podcast with Joanna Coburnett. We hope that you have been encouraged and challenged to deepen your love for Christ and be more like Him today. God loves us, and we should love Him in return. Until next time, keep seeking Him with all your heart.